Wednesday. It's a hair-raising Halloween happening. Can she begin in first? That Emmy-winning fat cat. It's the trick-or-treat trail. I'm no scaredy cat. It's all new Garfield's Halloween adventure. Then... I hear the great pumpkin. The Halloween classic, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, right after Garfield Wednesday. So this year, Matt, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown will not be shown on broadcast TV for the first time in like a million years. Really caused a big stir on the internet, didn't it, Jay? We're talking about a, a classic broadcast that happened every year. And when we were kids, we used to look forward to it. It was the one of the very few things as kids that you could count on during the Halloween season. We always talk about those things where it's like an event situation. You got to pencil that in so you know, like on Monday in school, you're like, oh man, on Wednesday night, it's going to be the night. Oh God, <laughs> what, what? 7 p.m. Central, what's that? <laughs> and tonight on the Purple Stuff podcast, we're going to be talking about a broadcast of that Halloween special that was paired up with one of these other perennial classics, Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Oh, yeah. Candy, 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 candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it aired on October 30th, 1985 for the first time as a yeah. lead-in, as a lead-in yeah. to The Great Pumpkin. The, this was the first ever broadcast of Garfield's Halloween Adventure. It was the, I don't know, 85th broadcast of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie <laughs> Brown. And it was a special night. October 30th, caught in a little close back in 85. Yeah, they waited. <laughs> they really made you wait until the end of the month. Jesus Christ, yes. it's fucking Thanksgiving. Could you imagine that nowadays? We would be ripping it if they did that now. Oh, but now we don't have the opportunity because it went to like Apple TV. <laughs> Apple TV. What? I don't even know what Apple TV is. Like, what is that? Another streaming service that you have to pay $14.99 a month for? So before that news broke, I turned on my TV, which is set to my Apple TV, and I saw a picture of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I'm like, hmm, I guess they have the rights to that now. And then all of a sudden, all this news broke out. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> Storms Berlin. Exactly. <laughs> early warning. 1985, great year. And we were sitting there watching it, little kids thinking, this is the greatest thing ever. So yeah, it's a tradition. It's a big deal. And these Halloween specials and holiday specials, they're always like very important in your celebration. Critical. Critical. Absolutely, yeah. So we got our hands on a copy of the broadcasts of both those specials from 85, like you were saying. Came to us by way of Rabbi, a.k.a. the Haunted Drive-In. Yes. So we just want to thank him. Thank you. These broadcasts are not just the cartoons, Jay. They also include all of the original TV commercials. So priceless to be able to relive that whole yeah. scenario. So we're going to dive into not just the shows, but also the TV commercials that went with them. Definitely. So it's going to be a good show. Can't wait to get into this. A lot of cool stuff coming up. And uh, we'll kick things off right now. Manhunt for a renegade cop tonight at 11. This is a night, this is a night, I was created for, I'm gonna put on my best disguise, and go knocking on everybody's door, this is a night, this is a night, I'm gonna hit the street, 
Cause this is the night folks are giving away so many good things to eat. Oh, uh, you know, life could be so sweet. If every night was a night to go trick or treat. Trick or treat. Wouldn't it be sweet? Trick or treat. Just a trick or treat. Okay, so since the night started with Garfield, I think we should start with him too, Jay. This is the special that's getting put over because this is the new kid in town. What I don't think a lot of people realize is that this special predates his Christmas special. So this is really, I mean, there were other Garfield cartoons, but this is the one that I think turned him into a real pop phenomenon with people of our era. Yeah, he skyrocketed to fame once he put on that uh, pirate costume costume. yeah Uh, real quick summary of these uh special garfield and odie go trick-or-treating they end up entangled with real actual pirate ghosts and garfield learns about friendship and sharing i guess there's more to it than that but those are the basics we talked about the special on the purple stuff podcast before and i was kind of harsh on it thinking i didn't like some of the songs and things like that but i gotta be honest as the years went on and, and when we started doing the podcast, right after we talked about that, I think that was the point in my life where I kind of re-embraced this special. When I was a kid, I liked it. Uh, it just kind of dropped off my radar. Well, it, it dropped off your radar, but you also just gained that contrarian streak. Yeah, so I started like becoming say, a real... I love Garfield, Jay. You just naturally are inclined to say, Garfield sucks, man. I think every year since we talked about it on the show, I've watched it. It's so good. I mean, here's the thing, and be honest, do you think it would hold up for today's kids? It's hard to say for me. I don't know if it would, because I think there's a lot of things in it that are kind of like old-timey. The pirate thing doesn't seem to translate to kids. Like, I don't think they really care about pirates. It's not like there's been a multi-billion dollar pirate-related franchise (laughs) in the last several years. Johnny Depp wasn't a cat, you're right. (laughs) So you have any um, kind of, I mean, I think everyone here knows the the fucking story with Garfield, but do you have any specific observations about this special that you'd like to take this opportunity to share with everyone, Johnny? I will mention one thing. Garfield dressed up with Odie and they were, you know, pirates for Halloween, okay? So then they're going trick-or-treating. And when they go trick-or-treating, there's, there's a woman who answers the door, and she opens the door, and she calls them kids. So then I start to think, well, I mean, even in the context of this show, it, that doesn't even make sense. They're not disguised that well to not realize it's a cat and a dog. Well, I mean, maybe the woman <laughs> believed that they weren't dressed as pirates. They were dressed as dog and cat pirates, so... Oh, so it was kids dressed as dog and cat pirates? Yes. And, and, and to just prove my point, you'll notice that that woman gave each of them like a pile of candy, multiple costumes, more candy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, she seriously gave each one of them like 18 fucking pieces of candy. But see, I do that too, because it's like, all right, here, just go away. Just go away. <laughs> I do that too, but I, like, I, I revel in it and it's like, oh, I, I want kudos. This woman's just doling it out like it's no big thing. No, jeez. <laughs> Give me. Oh, how cute. Here you go, kids. Methinks you're be a mite stingy with your candy, miss. If you don't reconsider your contribution, I'll give your living room drapes a taste of me broadsword. 
All right, so that's one thing that kind of stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that Garfield has this peg leg because he was really an authentic pirate. And I'm yeah. thinking, wow, how is he pulling off this peg leg? You're not a cat owner. I can tell you they're very limber with those limbs. And if they want to fold them into their bodies so they can fit a peg leg, they you, could do it. Yeah. Like, do you think a cat would understand the concept of a fake peg leg? Well, I mean, would a cat understand the concept of walking upright to go trick-or-treating in the dead of night on Halloween? <laughs> Garfield looks so convincing as a, a, a peg-leg pirate. He was, he was born to be a peg-leg pirate. You're right. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't have cats, so this is, this is not my expertise. Yeah, so I have, yeah. to, I have to ask you about it. Yeah, I, I have cats, and I will accept Garfield's costume and all of his behavior throughout the special. <laughs> All right, so I monopolized the time. What about you, Matt? Did you have thoughts on uh, the Garfield Halloween adventure? I have one that I'll share right now. Early in the special, John serves Garfield breakfast. I don't know if you caught this. I did catch that. And I just had to point it out because it's literally a tray consisting of coffee, a sweet roll, a croissant, bacon, and an apple. Yes. He's serving this to his cat like on a tray like that's what he does every morning. First of all, John is always stoned. His eyes are always 90% shut. He's extremely stoned in always this episode. Always stoned. That's opening shot of him uh, scooping out the pumpkin guts. I'm yeah. like, dude, yeah. this is like, put some fucking energy into this. <laughs> exactly. So I realized, being that he's stoned, he's got a whole tray of all this food, and he's going into the other room to sit down and watch TV and chow down. Garfield steals the food, Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't he, think it John, was for Garfield. Well, he did offer it to him. Whether he intended Garfield to eat the entire tray, I suppose <laughs> we could debate that. But John, you like you said, he's he's it's fucking nine in the morning. He's stoned at the kitchen table, <laughs> scooping out pumpkin guts, and he gives Garfield that tray. Someone tried to explain to me that he's not stoned in that whole episode. Oh yeah, no, no, no. This is, I mean, proof positive. They even drew his eyes like he's stoned. Yeah. Oh, why can't I stay angry with you, Garfield? Because I'm a cat. What's with the blanket? Are you practicing for Halloween? Practicing? Practicing? Huh, I'll have you know Halloween's my middle name. Gar Halloweenfield. Oh, well. You're probably wondering what I'm doing with this pumpkin on my head. Wahoo! There's a pumpkin on your head. I hadn't noticed. Garfield's Halloween Adventure, sponsored by McDonald's, where it's a good time with Ronald and his friends. Here's Ronald McDonald in Working Out. It's a good time for getting in shape, being the best that you can, making muscles when they were done, that's all part of the plan. Ronald's lifting weights. Gee, that's me. A hamburger lifting an army. Hey. McDonald's cheeseburgers. Uh oh. It's a good time. Hamburger, you'll never shape up. All the great McDonald's. All right, we're gonna start diving into the commercials now, Jay. All right. McDonald's had a few running that night, but one in particular stood out to me. 
Wait, wait, wait. Like, I think you're underselling that. McDonald's was like all over this. <laughs> they probably paid for this like three times over because every time there was a commercial break, Ronald McDonald was there. It was a complete flood of <laughs> McDonald land. And it should not go unremarked that McDonald's was the chief advertiser for pretty much every Halloween and Christmas special throughout the 80s. Right. So it's probably why people our age still have that unshakable loyalty to them to some degree. Right. And the one ad from this night that really popped to me, it was the one where Ronald and Grimace are pumping iron in the gym and Hamburglar comes in to steal their cheeseburgers. <laughs> First off, pretty ballsy of McDonald's to do a gym-themed ad when it was intended to hook us on cheeseburgers. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> There's a shot of Ronald pumping iron. He's lifting weights and the dumbbells are literally cheeseburgers, Jay. Yep, yep, cheeseburger dumbbells, yep. Aside from that, what really caught my attention was how old school Grimace and Hamburglar looked. Later in the 80s, they kind of switched over into the more cartoony versions. Definitely. Like, Hamburglar got softened up. He kind of just looked like a friendly boy in a Zorro costume. <laughs> yeah. And, and Grimace got his regular eyes. But here, Grimace still has those, like, lo-fi googly eyes. Yeah. And Hamburglar is downright frightening. He looks like a little rat boy. Because he was a villain. He was like the guy who steals everybody's burgers. He wasn't supposed to look friendly. But it's like when you look up vintage McDonaldland characters on Google or whatever, and you see these images, you just imagine that they're from before your time. Like, I would have thought those were from the 70s, but nope, we grew up with Scary Hamburglar. It's possible that some of these masks were left over from, like, 1979. <laughs> it's, it's, it's entirely possible, yeah. I mean, they definitely have that, uh, what's that, fucking Sigmund and the Sea Monsters vibe. Oh, yeah, Sid and Marty Croft. Yeah, those two. Yeah, totally like that. I like how you had to clarify to me, like, off the record, that this wasn't for, like, the fitness aspect, but for the appearances of Hamburglar and Grimace. You know, as if I didn't realize that. Like, it wasn't immediately obvious. You know, I've, <laughs> I've come to the uh, realization that anytime I'm sending you a text message or a, a private message online, if I use parentheses, you're going to hate what I say. <laughs> It's like, I'm like, wait. Anytime, so, it's like, did you, does your like heart stop every time you see that first parenthesis? <laughs> no, but it's like, did you really think for a second that I was going to say, so Matt, you've uh, taken up uh, CrossFit and weight training. Is that why you picked this? <laughs> I'm just going to gloss over the fitness stuff, Jay. <laughs> This exam should take you about five hours. When you get the urge for a delicious snack, have a Kit Kat. Light crispy wafers with chocolatey cream smothered in rich milk chocolate. Kit Kat's irresistible. Food, 400 miles. Oh. So when you get the urge for a delicious snack, have a Kit Kat. And the ad that I picked, Matt, was Kit Kats. And it might not immediately sound... <laughs> might not immediately sound as cool as the fitness center mcdonald's commercial i'm coughing because this ad is so funny <laughs> so this is bringing me back this commercial back to when kit kats didn't have the give me a break jingle give me a break, break give, give me, me a break. break break me off a piece of that kit, kit kat, kat bar, bar. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> 
So this ad, there's a guy climbing a mountain and then he finds out that there's still 3,000 feet to go and a woman's driving and she finds out the next food stop is 400 miles away. So she needs this Kit Kat to kind of satiate her appetite. Yeah, I mean, I just love the idea that people are carrying Kit Kats on their persons just in case they get some really <laughs> awful time-related news. Right, exactly. Like, oh my God, 400 <laughs> miles? Yes. For a guy like me, though, who deprives himself of all this good stuff, I think these are great because I could take a finger, like one finger of a Kit Kat and break it off and just have that one piece and then I'm good. I think in your case, it'd be better to just wrap one finger in foil and then break it into fours as you go along the day because <laughs> yeah. you're more likely to take a fourth of a finger, Jay. <laughs> But it also brings me to the, to the more important aspect of it, and I think Kit Kats should be commended for being so adventurous with their flavors because they've been doing great things. Apple pie Kit Kats, uh, Witch's Brew Kit Kats, all that stuff, and I, I commend them because they've come a long way. They aren't resting on their laurels, Jay. <laughs> They're not. And, and the, the Witch's Brew Kit Kat that you mentioned, that's from this year, and yeah, it is fantastic. So and it's green. It is glow-in-the-dark green. And yes. it is like, oh, they are really good. Marshmallow-flavored deliciousness. They could easily repurpose that into like a Ghostbusters Slimer Kit Kat. Absolutely. I thought the same thing. I still think that there's a chance that that's what they were intended to be. People think, say that's there's no way, but I'm like, I'm sticking to my story. In June 2021, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> Look, Odie, there's a light in the window up there. Someone must actually live in that old house. Hey, Odie, I know. Let's investigate. All right, so let's get back to the Garfield Halloween adventure. Want to see if you have any final thoughts on this special, Matt. Well, I mean, the one thing I got to bring up is how terrifying it was, at least back then. Definitely. The, the old guy by the fireplace and the ghosts. It was really scary. First of all, the old man. Did you notice that? It's like I didn't look up who voiced him, but he sounds like Darth Vader. A little bit. Yeah. No, not a little bit. Like, seriously, go fucking listen again. He is like, he, it's so close. That I really think there's a slight chance James Earl did it. Really? Yeah, go listen to him right now. Okay, so what, old guy from Garfield. That's what I'd probably search. <laughs> and then put Halloween at the end. You're not going to believe this. Okay. You picked a poor night to come visiting, my friends. This could be the worst night of your lives. I knew it. Let's not bother the man any longer, Odie. Stay! Yeah, he does a little bit. Oh, fuck you. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> it's a fucking dead-on match. What I'm about to tell you has never been told to another living soul. No, I don't know if it's dead. He's close. Uh, I thought you were over the contrarian shit. <laughs> Batter up. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying he. I think he sounds like another popular actor more, and I can't place it. I'm with you like 
Well, aside from the old man who definitely did sound like James Earl Jones doing Darth Vader, there were also the creepy uh, glowing skeleton pirate ghosts. Yes. The animation was really evocative of like a um, old school Disney short. Yes, indeed. And uh, back to the old man. Did you notice he looks like the old Laurel and Hardy statues that our grandparents had in their basement? <laughs> Real creepy guy. <laughs> yeah. So how about you? What did you notice about this special? Okay, so keeping uh, with the fitness theme, I wanted to talk about Binky, who is the clown in the beginning of the episode on the TV. Yes, uh, famous Binky. Yes, and I have to be honest, he was a real prick, Matt. He was a complete asshole. Yeah, so like he wakes Garfield out of bed, and he's got this workout regimen of jumping jacks, but what bothers me is that he just counts one, two, one, two, one, two. Like, how does he know how many jumping jacks he's done? I kind of understand what you're saying. He's I mean, out of he's, control, man. He's a no, total he's, mess. He's, he's a wild man. <laughs> yeah. He's a wild man. And he's, he's like almost Pennywise-esque. Yeah. And then he's demeaning the viewers, calling the viewers worthless, lazy losers. But then in the end, I, I realize he has the right idea because he winds up saying, you need to be in good shape for trick-or-treating because you'll need to build up your stamina and endurance. And as a kid, I remember my friends getting totally blown up. Like, we'd be out all day. They were dragging ass. And then I would be, like, real hard-nosed about it, not giving up. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not giving up. I'm going to continue until I have to go home. I'm not going to tell you where I would have been had I trick-or-treated with you back then. But I will, <laughs> I will at least offer this. There were some years where I made my parents drive me house to house to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> There's a lesson to be learned there. If you expel a lot of calories in the morning on your workout routine with a clown, you can afford to ingest three million more calories during trick-or-treating. Odie, I am about to do something that is totally out of character for me, but seeing as how you saved my life about 18 zillion times tonight, I want to give you something. Something of great personal worth. Something that represents a great personal sacrifice on my part. Here's your half of the candy. Yeah, I love you. Now get out of here. This is CBS. <laughs> Halloween Toys R Us doesn't miss a trick, and the prices are a treat. We've got costumes for all Toys R Us kids, even grown-ups, and loads of candy, makeup, masks, and more. Toys R Us will make your Halloween supernatural. <laughs> Okay, before we move on to Snoopy J, how about another round of commercials? Yes. In the commercial break between the Garfield and Charlie Brown specials, there was an amazing commercial for Toys R Us. Oh my God, it was so good. Yeah, this was a pretty famous Halloween commercial. I'm guessing a lot of people remember it. It's the one where an animated Jeffrey and his family visit Toys R Us. And I don't know how to describe what happens. It's like it just turns into this cartoon Halloween nightmare. Like, there's a giant black cat who's throwing up witches. It's tough to describe, but I think that says it. 
Yeah, the cats vomiting ghosts and skeletons and witches. And right. like you said, 2D animation, there's a moon, all the things that represent Halloween. And then you see the facade of the old school Toys R Us. Right, the color bars or the fingers, as you might say. <laughs> the fingers. <Yes>. The fingers. <laughs> and midway through the commercial, they break into live action where they show off some of the costumes they had on sale in 1985. This included the old Collegeville Rainbow Bright and Transformers outfits. And my God, the Transformers costume, that's amazing. But in the case of uh, Rainbow Bright, <laughs> oh my God, like it's just a red smock. Let me pull it up and see it again here the, because the, the mask is fantastic, but the girl is just literally wearing like a piece of red plastic and that's it. It doesn't look like Rainbow Bright at all. Like, if I didn't know that she was supposed to be Rainbow Bright, I probably would have no clue. Let me take a look at her now. I mean, you know, I was so fixated on the Optimus Prime costume, I barely noticed the, the other the one. The Optimus, yeah, the mask looks great on Optimus, but there wasn't a lot enough red on Optimus. I think they should have switched. Uh, all right, so number one, Rainbow Bright is, a, is just a mess. Just a mess. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, those are the tallest children to model these costumes you know why because they were both 24 they were like <laughs> why did they hire these two giants <laughs> so yeah rainbow bright is is sketchy and you're right about optimus prime in fact i will admit i had to google to figure out that it was optimus it's, prime because that's not the yeah. transformer you would think of when you see that costume exactly you're thinking of some of the other guys i'm like wow this is just so absurd <laughs> yeah it's absurd but did you notice that the optimus prime kid he's also carrying a skull staff and one of the toys r us candy sacks like yes. holy shit that's yeah. a vibe <laughs> yeah that's his aesthetic yeah mm -hmm. the toys r us i grew up with and i know you went to often is it became a storage facility it would be a strange twist of fate if i bought a storage locker there and put all my toys in it wouldn't that be oh, weird? <laughs> it, it would be weird. You totally got to do it now. In fact, aren't you in the market for a storage unit? Yeah, because some of the stuff I'd be putting back to where I originally got it. <laughs> that is totally true. Who else would be able to say that? Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> That's bizarre. It is. And I mean, in fact, you probably have both of the costumes that they showed in this commercial <laughs> and the gorilla suit. <laughs> The dad in the gorilla suit. Yeah. yeah, and then there was that time you bought the old film negative from this commercial on eBay. <laughs> this Friday, her future and his past become one. I'll see you burn for this! No! And a schoolboy takes the ultimate test in the Twilight Zone. Let me get to my pick for the commercial in this section, and that was the Twilight Zone, which was the second series. So there was a promo to advertise episodes of the Twilight Zone, which would be coming on on Friday after this Halloween special aired. That Twilight Zone series was 1985 to 1989, not the Rod Serling, the original series. Yeah, this is the kind of very under-celebrated series. I never see anyone talking about this one. Yeah, there was a few good episodes there in this block of episodes one episode was called examination day and the other episode was called a message from charity not quite as classic as the original series <laughs> but definitely some some good ones here and there the theme song is basically the only reason why we're bringing this up because 
it's done by the Grateful Dead, okay? And when I was a little kid, I would hear like my uncle or somebody would say Grateful Dead. And I would immediately think like, oh, they must be some like badass metal band. Because yeah. I didn't know. And then I would see like a shirt and it would have skulls and whatnot. And then I heard Touch of Grey, which was their hit in like 1987. I was like totally confused because it was this kind of happy-go-lucky track, you know? <laughs> I'm like, what is Skip happening here? with me across the <laughs> rainbow and we'll get some cake. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Dinosaur Dracula version. Yeah. I don't, I don't know a single dead song. <laughs> So that's the only song I know. Actually, so I, I guess I know one. I know, I know the fucking you know, Twilight Zone theme. But see, like, I don't think people realize that they did this song. I'm, I don't know that you're telling me the truth. Why the fuck? <laughs> I mean, was the Grateful Dead known for their synth fucking pop music? No, but they did a really good job on this because it's scarier and creepier than the original. <laughs> it's so good. How have we not put this on one of our spooky song shows? It's that good. They don't have the Rod Serling voiceover, and you would think like, oh, wow, it's not the Twilight Zone, but it totally works. It's just so good. Yeah, but I mean, if you've seen the opening credits that go along with the theme, they do that little kind of visual kiss to mm -hmm. Rod, so that's and nice. You, and you also hear like a little bit of the original theme. <laughs> it comes in a little bit, and then it fades out. But yeah, this one is for in terms of like atmosphere and putting it up against intro themes to other 80s shows, Freddy's Nightmares and Tales from the Dark Side. I mean, this fits right up in those top songs. Oh, yeah. No, I think it stands toe to toe with any of them and even any of the anthology series openings, including Crypt and Dark Side. Like, it's just perfect. And when yeah. you see those visuals with the tattered window and the tarantula, yes. it's really, really creepy stuff. Yeah, and the thing about this one, too, is that it's kind of minimalist, so it's not like it's like in your face. It's very subtle. Yeah, totally. And remember, this promo, this is airing during kids' cartoons. It might be in primetime, but they're kids' cartoons. Just a little hint of real horror to make the night feel more Halloween-y, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. We have arrived at the main event for the evening, and that is It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, the classic Halloween special. The Peanuts, obviously, I know you're a big fan. Uh, what have you got to say about It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Loved it then, love it now. And uh, I think the, the my main takeaway from watching it this week was, wow, Linus really is my favorite Peanuts character. I love Linus as well. I've always loved Linus, but I, it's funny you mentioned it because I definitely have stuff to say about him that I never really noticed. I think there's things when you're watching as a kid that you don't maybe pick up on, but then when you're an adult, 
Not that I'm an adult, because I'm obviously not. No, no. <laughs> I might sound but, like one, but that's. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, in fairness, you sounded like one when you were four. <laughs> Ma, can I have milk? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't ask for that. <laughs> oh god, it's fucking funny. <laughs> so Linus is your favorite. He's my favorite, and in my opinion, he is the actual star character of the special. I am petitioning for a name change, Jay. It's the Great Pumpkin, Linus Van Pelt. Oh, I I think that would be more appropriate, and it might actually put a little spin on it that people, you know, they don't realize that it really is his special. If you like Linus, you gotta see this special. <laughs> yes. Dear Great Pumpkin, I'm looking forward to your arrival on Halloween night. I hope you will bring me lots of presents. In this special, he wrecks shit up. Like, he really tears it up. And what I mean by that is, like, he opens the show, and he, he'll he grab an apple off the ground. He takes a bite. He tosses it in the trash like a savage after one bite. He doesn't even eat the whole apple. I just can't believe of all the things in the special, what you picked up on is the fact that Linus didn't finish his found apple. He's a waster of nature's candy. I'd like to think that there was an off-screen squirrel that he was just sharing with. No, oh, he just tossed it in the trash. And then what happened was, like, right after, he kicks leaves. Like, he just kicks leaves like he's this badass and he doesn't care about anything. He doesn't just kick leaves. He uh, tears apart the pile of leaves that poor Charlie Brown had raked. Well, he jumped in them and his face was all sticky because he had a lollipop in his mouth. First of all, when we see him leaning against the tree with the lollipop, the lollipop was essentially a cigarette stand-in. <laughs> it's like, give this kid a leather jacket. He's going to kick everyone's ass. Yeah, he's a rebel without a cause. And I always thought Linus was this innocent kid, but obviously he was sowing his wild oats. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing. When you are reserved 99% of the time, you really got to let loose that other 1%. We just caught him at the right moment to see this freak out. They really need to do a special where we see his like how he actually is and he yeah. has like a harley like you said a leather jacket sunglasses all that kind of <laughs> who is the real linus that's what we need to know yeah <laughs> each year the great pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch that he thinks is the most sincere he's gotta pick this one he's got to i don't see how a pumpkin patch could be more sincere than this one you can look all around and there's not a sign of hypocrisy Nothing but sincerity as far as the eye can see. Show and tell time. Another teddy bear? My teddy's name is Teddy Ruxpin. He talks, he tells stories. Four batteries not included. My name is Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? Yeah. I really enjoy talking to people. I would like you. Teddy Ruxpin, the storytelling bear, comes with illustrated book and cassette from Worlds of Wonder. So can we talk about the Teddy Ruxpin commercial that aired on this night? Oh, absolutely, yes. It's show and tell day at elementary school, and you have this shy little boy who is too scared to tell everyone about his hot new doll. <laughs> But it's teddy not, bear. It, yeah, it's, but it's not a problem, Jay, because Teddy Ruxpin can talk on its own. So naturally, the other kids are thrilled, and the shy boy becomes a hero. 
And I have a couple of observations, too, actually. Number one, I know a Staten Islander when I hear one, and that kid had to come from my neighborhood. Did you catch his accent? I was thinking I definitely picked up on New York. He is Teddy Luxpin. He talks and he tells stories. (laughs) I knew he sounded like he was from New York. Yeah, I mean, that kid was definitely ordering Cookie Puss Cakes and Villamonte pizzas for his birthday. Let me tell you. Yeah, the first thing the kid says, he talks. He talks and he tells stories. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, there I am. Representation. (laughs) And uh, second, I had a Teddy Ruxpin. And yes, that thing was amazing. I think we talked about this on an earlier show. But the best thing was ditching the tapes that it came with and just having Teddy rock out to like regular music, Guns N' Roses or whatever you would put in there. (laughs) Did you have one? Did you used to do that? I didn't. So, I mean, like, obviously I'm familiar with Teddy Ruxpin because a lot of my friends had him. I would go over and like, oh, yeah, Teddy Ruxpin. To me, that was it was almost like a luxury type of thing because when I saw Teddy Ruxpin, I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, that'd be great. But when it came down to it, if I was like writing a letter to Santa, it was like either the LJN Slingham Flingham <laughs> WWF wrestling ring or yeah. Teddy Ruxpin. I'm like, yeah, Teddy Ruxpin's got to go. Teddy Ruxpin was like fucking 150 bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, the one that we had, it wasn't even mine. Someone gave it to my father as a gag gift because it mouthed along to any tapes, yeah. any tape you put in. So like they did this whole like Sinatra gag with Teddy Ruxpin. But of course I inherited him. <laughs> Of course. And then, you know what would happen? Anytime I would go to somebody's house, like the batteries would be half dead, causing it to sound like some demon bear. <laughs> yes, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think the other thing about Teddy Ruxpin, a lot of people don't realize, after he says, hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? Like, you don't give a shit what he says after that. You just want him to hear that. That you just, yeah, that's just it. say no, that. I'm good, Teddy. We yeah, can sit yeah, here in, in, in pleasant silence now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell me what Grubby and Newton are up to. Just fucking sit there and hold my hand. <laughs> Be a cuddly bear. <laughs> tell me a story. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go for a walk. <laughs> This one is a piece of work, I'll tell you. It is for cream of wheat hot cereal. And when I say that, I mean hot cereal, hot cereal. (laughs) Because that is like the refrain. And they have this little chorus in the jingle, which we'll get to. People are probably saying, why is this guy talking about cream of wheat? Well, obviously, I have an affinity to sand-like porridge. And I, that's why I wanted to pick it. Oh my god. It. it looks like that fucking instant snow shit. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's not very attractive, is it? Oh man, it's just like not... <laughs> Here's baby spittle in a bowl. Yeah. But like when we're kids, 
it wasn't the most hip or cool choice for breakfast because then you got all like monster cereals and fruity pebbles and all that. So you mix said, and eat cream of wheat. No, couldn't hold much of a candle to Lucky Charms. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you're thinking like, well, how about this warm, sandy wheat cereal? Do you <laughs> want this? And then like, I would be like, all right, let me try that. My mom used to make it. I loved it. I actually loved it. So oh, it's, it's fucking delicious. I mean, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Exa- lesson to be learned there. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have marshmallows, but it's really good. Anyway, so what they said to themselves, and, and I'm putting myself in the ad wizard position here, because they said, well, all we need is a strong commercial jingle, and these kids are going to buy cream of wheat like it's going out of style. So they sing, mix and eat cream of wheat, hot cereal. And that's mix all they, they just cream say. Of wheat, cream of wheat, cereal. hot cereal. And it's amazing. It's just a, like the best song ever. Yeah. It's almost as good as the Twilight Zone theme song. <laughs> well, I mean, on the same note as the Twilight Zone theme, it actually sounds like the theme to a sitcom. And the whole commercial feels like the opening credits to a sitcom. It does. Like, if you put fake names on the screen, it looks like you're about to watch a show about cream of wheat. Yeah. <laughs> mix and eat cream of wheat. Hot yeah. So this was the mix and eat version, which, like you mentioned, that included apple cinnamon, honey graham, brown sugar cinnamon, and hot chocolate flavors. Ma, do they look any different from the original version? No, son. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all look like white trash in a bowl. <laughs> But so I think one thing is uh, if if anybody does actually try it for me, like for a, a regular adult size human being, it takes two packets, not one. You can't have one packet. It doesn't work. It's no, not enough. I mean, it, it's so not enough because it's, it's barely covers the bottom of a bowl. It's like you're drawing with your spoon. <laughs> exactly. So mix and eat cream of wheat. Hot cereal. P.S. Who knew that cream of wheat had so much in common with crack cocaine? Because these people freak the fuck out when they're eating it. It's like they're sluggishly getting out of bed. And then when the cream of wheat makes its presence known, they all light up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. You know what what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, You've been there. Yeah. Apple cinnamon. Mix and eat cream of wheat. Ooh, yeah. Give me some of that. (laughs) Pass. Charlie Brown, I've got a football. How about practicing a few place kicks? I'll hold the ball, and you come running and kick it. Oh, brother. Okay, let's get back to the cartoon and dig a little bit deeper here, Jay. All right, I can't wait for that. I just have to say, poor Charlie Brown, because that poor kid, he always had it rough, but he takes such a pounding in this special. Yeah, he really gets the shaft. Let me list off the terrible things that happened to Charlie Brown in just 22 minutes. Okay. (laughs) He, like we said earlier, he raked the giant pile of leaves together and then Linus immediately spread them all over the place. Ruined it. Yep. Ruined it. That's an hour uh, piece of work just down the fucking tubes. Mm Mm-hmm. Lucy then pulls out the old football gag and poor Charlie Brown cracks his head open. (laughs) Then Charlie Brown gets an invite to a Halloween party and starts dancing, and Lucy shames him, thinking that he got it by mistake. Awful. Totally embarrassing. Then he goes trick-or-treating, and everyone in the neighborhood throws rocks in his bag. Oh. 
Then he goes to a Halloween party where the girls use the back of his head to map out how they're going to carve a fucking pumpkin. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, <fun. laughs> like, that's a bad day. It's a, it is. It's just nonstop. But, but when does Charlie Brown have a good day? Isn't that the whole gimmick? <laughs> it is the gimmick. And, you know, there are all those memes and jokes floating around about how maladjusted adult Charlie Brown must have turned out. And how could he not have turned out bad? The thing with drawing on the back of his head, that was terrible. And they're so callous about it. Like, just, oh, yeah, Charlie Brown, you're going to fucking sit here and take this or we're going to make you go home. <laughs> and what did Charlie Brown even do? Like, this what's wrong kid. with him that they are all so mean to him? Sometimes he gets, like, real cranky and stuff, but I don't blame him because he's constantly he having cranky. a terrible People day. People are drawing yeah. on him yeah. and feeding him rocks. <laughs> it's, it's like a neighborhood joke. Oh, Charlie Brown's here. Throw fucking rocks in his candy bag? It's his show, so he's got his own show. Let's say that. That's something. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's like, you, know, you, at, you at the can end call of the day, a show Matt, but we, I don't want to get my ass kicked for 30 minutes and, and be on it. I'll, I'll pass. No, but we, even like we said, they didn't call the Great Pumpkin Linus Van Pelt. They called it, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you're right. At least he got top billing, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> in every other aspect. Yeah. <laughs> bad news. This poor kid. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but. There's something that has to be said because like, he is an icon of sorts, very famous, whether he has bad days or not. What I'm going to share with you is just a real bizarre coincidence. So this happened probably around the exact same time that you and I decided to do this topic for the show. And this sounds like one of those made up J stories, but this is 100% for real. I was at the grocery store and I was checking out and I saw this guy totally insanely jacked he must have been working out at the mcdonald's workout center <laughs> yeah so he's like this dude was huge and yeah. tight tight shirt but you yeah, see let me let me the, ask you is it like um billy jack haynes hercules level jacked i'm no but like, probably bigger like i like ryback in oh fact, he looked God. like Ryback. Yeah, like, but, but, yeah, totally vascular, tanning bad guy. He looked like he could be a bouncer down the shore at a bar. Gotta say, I'm really curious to see how this jacked up dude from the grocery store is going to connect to Charlie Brown. <laughs> so I noticed both of his arms because how could you miss them? They were like 24-inch yeah. pythons. So his arms, both of them, were tattooed with the Charlie Brown t-shirt design. Oh, my God. So then uh, my mind is swirling. Like, does this guy just like thick, squiggly lines? Or is, is that like his favorite design? Or is his obsession lifting like a madman listening to Linus and Lucy in his ears? I mean, it's got to be that he doesn't know and that he's so jacked and frightening that nobody's going to fucking tell him. But the, you know what? We live in a, a society that people got their thing and they're proud of it. He may go home and his entire house is like peanuts memorabilia. He lives for two things, Jay. <laughs> Exercise and peanuts. <laughs> I work hard. I play hard. <laughs> so, oh my God. I mean, this is just mind boggling to me that you saw a 270 pound. He had to be 270, 275 two, maybe. 270 of pure muscle. Yeah. Donning, matching Charlie Brown sweater really slit things. You know, he didn't walk into the tattoo parlor and say, can I get the Charlie Brown tattoo? 
No. Probably no, just no, say, no, can no, you draw some squiggly lines on my arm? I want this design, and I want no questions asked. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know they're like they're like you got you got to realize that's Charlie Brown. Right? I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Just yeah. fucking they're, put it on my giant arm. They're just afraid to even mention yeah. peanuts. They don't, don't even want to say, say don't say his it. name. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else that is employed there walks in. Hey, isn't that the best? shut up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can next time can you tattoo the back of my head? <laughs> I want these three symbols on the back of my bald head and no questions asked. I, I should have looked at the back of his head. I didn't think of it. Maybe you'll see him again someday. Yeah. He's going to be like your white whale now. Yeah. You're going to just like, drive around the neighborhood trying to spot the Charlie Brown tattooed muscle guy. I'll see him out on Halloween looking for the great pumpkin. <laughs> oh, you. Well, another Halloween has come and gone. Yes, Charlie Brown. I don't understand it. I went trick-or-treating and all I got was a bag full of rocks. I suppose you spend all night in the pumpkin patch. And the great pumpkin never showed up? Nope. Well, don't take it too hard, Linus. I've done a lot of stupid things in my life, too. Just wait till next year, Charlie Brown. You'll see. Next year at this same time, I'll find a pumpkin patch that is real sincere. And I'll sit in that pumpkin patch until the great pumpkin appears. So that was our show on the broadcast of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and Garfield's Halloween Adventure, the actual broadcast. From 1985, really took me back, and I'm sure for you too, to see it that way with the old ads and the five second CBS special ID. Nothing beats doing that because like I said, it's kind of rare. It's actually be going to become even more of a rarity because we have these people who have tapes and YouTube videos and they've, they've kept them. But nowadays with like DVR and things like that, you may never actually see people don't keep like DVR stuff forever, you know, unless they record it to a CD, I mean a DVD. Well, I, I suppose it's possible. I mean, then again, are we really going to want to relive commercials from 2020? Yeah, no, I mean, especially not 2020, but like even like, let's say 2016, like nobody wants to watch something from 2016. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, I think it's becoming a lost art. I also think to a degree it makes sense because these days nothing is ever really lost. If it's published anywhere, it's saved it's, somehow. Oh, forever, yeah. Right. So yeah. there isn't that mentality where you gotta. I mean, it's like that's why, like people like us, we kind of go more for the ephemera. These specials obviously very important to us. Did you have a favorite ad from tonight? Well, I mean, the Toys R Us one is just the easy answer because that really was an iconic Halloween commercial. Not even just for Toys R Us, but just in 1980s general Halloween stuff right like yeah. that's like a number one hit but if i'm not gonna go with that i really really enjoyed the mix and eat cream of wheat commercial day. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did I, I did it was just like wow i was not expecting a cream of wheat commercial to pack such a punch yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't watch that and not want it yeah i know it, it really does make me want <laughs> it's like it's what is it 35 years later even more 
I'm watching this old commercial. I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to I, go grocery shopping and get cream of wheat. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think cream of wheat, which formerly at that point was was owned by Nabisco, not anymore though. But back then, I don't think they did a better job at selling cream of wheat than like they ever did ever again. Like that I, was the no, pinnacle. No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a step further. <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever done a better job selling anything than they did. <laughs> In 1985, selling mix and eat cream of wheat. <laughs> mix and eat cream, cream of, wheat. of wheat. Hot cereal. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can picture like backup singers and dancers. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Oh, so good. I think I'm with you though on that. I think the spiritual winner tonight is the Toys R Us ad because that really sums up Halloween from a year that was just so important. 1985. I mean, you mentioned you hit upon this earlier, but 1985, like that's. Back to the Future. Oh, that's, God. So much stuff. All the cartoons we love. Everything was so big right Yeah, there. they were like, G.I. Joe, Transformers, they were all starting to hit big. Like, mm. there was, this was a hot year for stuff that we loved. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of hot, mix and eat cream hot of weed. Cereal. Shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> show a little more love for cream of weed. <laughs> yeah. So we've had a great time on the show tonight, Matt, and uh, we want to remind everybody that we are on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash purple stuff yeah so thanks everybody for joining us and really had a great time celebrating the halloween season with you we hope you have been having a hell of a halloween season and thanks for being with us yes uh actually i'm gonna put you on the spot before we go i think we still have a few minutes yeah we do garfield special versus the peanut special taking everything into consideration which one do you like more (sighs) oh i'm gonna go with the peanuts just because it's like the one I grew up watching more, I think. Yeah, I would be in the same boat. It's like nothing against Garfield. I love him. I love that special. But when you watch the Peanuts ones, like you could see yourself when you were 5, 15, 25, 35. Yeah, there's something timeless about it. Plus, I think the element that they kind of have a lockdown on all the holidays, like you always associate them and see them in stores and see them on TV with alongside the holidays yeah totally. so like seeing them doing halloween stuff makes sense absolutely and uh we should also thank our pal again rabbi haunted drive-in for coming through with this great tape yeah that was great thanks man we hope you have a happy halloween <laughs> a 2020 a happy halloween in 2020 what does that look like exactly i guess as happy there? as you could possibly <laughs> well, be <laughs> but I guess I better finish eating this witches for kit kat so i can go vote <laughs> No, but we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from Sludge Central. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. Mix and eat cream of wheat. Hot cereal.